Government being that kind of good crack. I'm moving the world of conspiracies. Obey no rules, I'm doing me. Smoke goods transported to the airport. Customs gotta join in my passport. Full cash and I gave what he Guys, welcome to episode 92 of Push to Shout. Now, before we bring Skippy on, I gotta warn you, there's been a little bit of an accident. Uh, he was gaming too hard, getting all kinds of headshots in Overwatch, you know, as he likes to do. And we are left with a bit of a sad scenario where, uh, well, I'll, I'll just bring him out for you to see. Skippy, uh, say hi to the good people at home. Uh, hey everyone. Yeah. D don't be alarmed, but... I apologize for my appearance. I think we can muddle through this, because there is a lot to talk about. There was Red Dead announcement, Dark Souls DLC, new Nintendo, there's a new Game Boy coming out, and Skippy already owns one. What do you think of it? For, what, are, what are your first impressions? Well, I've been playing a lot of Overwatch and Skyrim on it, and uh, it's it's pretty good. It's like, it's like the Vita, uh, but it plays Skyrim, so I love it. Okay, but really though, let's just jump right in. Let's talk about the Switch. I think we should start with that. Why yeah, not? Yeah, I mean, we might as well. That's what everyone wants to see, and then you can leave and go play your video games or whatever instead of listening to the podcast. Exactly, right. Um, yeah, the Switch uh, was revealed, and it had a very long trailer. Yes, too long, millennials, in fact. Millennials went out and partied with the Switch and their big dogs. Yeah, that's that's what millennials like to do. They, they like to... parties. Rooftop parties are in right now. If a millennial's life was what you see in uh, Coke product commercials and tech product commercials, it would be all rooftop parties. Yeah. You know what? That's true. Coca-Cola ads. And rooftop parties. McDonald's ads. Sometimes, like, you like to have a McDonald's rooftop party. And, um, you know, it's just I'm young, so that's what I'm into. I'm also into the NX. I can't stop calling it the NX because it's. Uh, I've already gotten used to the Switch. Really? I think it's a good name. I think I, it'll I just think take some time for me, just to I think, um, think of it as the Switch. I was in, like when I first saw it and heard the name, I was like, okay, they 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 hired a marketing team to make to name their product instead of just saying fuck it, let's call it the Wii and the Wii U. Yeah. Well, um, the the Wii was it worked. So the Wii was fine. The yeah. Wii was fine. It it was a little weird when it was. It also, but it but... got it got people too. With like, it's called the Wii, <laughs> like a dick, like yeah, a dick, the Wii -Wii? like a wiener. Uh, but everybody loved the wiener. Yeah. And the Wii U when that first came out, everyone was going Wii 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 Wii. Um, but everybody that. everybody was doing everybody. that. Everybody. Everybody, everybody <laughs> running out to the streets on a rooftop party thing, going woo woo. Um, yeah, the Nintendo Switch—it's kind of what people expected. I mean, the the, well, the layout of the device isn't, but the practical application of the device being like plug it in your TV or take it with you is exactly what has been rumored for like what a year and a half now, two years. Um, so no, I, I don't think there were any really big surprises. I. I I think the design of it is a bit of a surprise, but also, like... Yeah. I don't know. I, personally, I mean, maybe I just had a completely different reaction than you did, but I was very surprised because it's it's definitely not what I was thinking or it would be or wanted it to be, really. Um, 
so let's just lay it out what it is. I mean, I'm sure everybody knows, but just for the context of this conversation, it's kind of like an NVIDIA Shield, a portable game device with physical controls and detachable controllers, which kind of look cool, and it slots into a dock that connects to your TV and your sound system and everything. Um, the dock is not adding any processing power. It is just an HDMI dock that will put whatever images are on the device onto the screen. Oh, has that been confirmed? Yes. Mm. Uh, mm. And that is one of the more worrying parts. That's kind of shocking to me. Because what I noticed, that part. <clears throat> what I noticed, I watched the trailer a few times, and, you know, aside from the rooftop party, which, God, I, I still get excited thinking about, what caught my eye was that one shot of the guy playing Breath of the Wild outside in, like, a park, and it's, yeah. like, over his shoulder, and the game looks like it's running at three frames per second, and yeah, I don't know what's what's up that, with right? that, because uh, well, well, what I noticed then is I went back and I looked at all the footage of the games on the screens, and, like, Skyrim on the screen, and those were all clearly superimposed video. Yeah. But, but the screen outside, it was a little less clear. But then they do another shot of the handheld outside, and it's clearly superimposed. So I don't know what the point of that shot is, but it, it makes me nervous. One, it seems like it's got to be weaker than a Wii U. To me, it, that seems inevitable, unfortunately. I mean, I just don't know. The Wii U is not exactly strong. It's got yeah, like two gigs of RAM or something. Like 1080? It does. Yeah. Super Mario 3D World and like Smash uh, Wii U. Those are 1080p, 60 yeah. frames per second. Bayonetta 2. I mean, that's been a kind of standard. They've, they've probably put out more 60 FPS 1080p games than most publishers at this point. Yeah. So, um. I, I don't know. It's just... <laughs> When they when they were talking about Breath of the Wild, we've got the new Zelda game, and it's coming out on Wii U and on the NX in 2017. I mean, I kind of assumed, I guess naively, that the NX version would be better. We, uh, we talked about that. We talked about, like, how are they going to split this across the platforms? Is there going to be, like, a worse-looking version and a better-looking version, or what? That may be the case. It just might be the other way around. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. it's, uh, it's just so weird, and... You know, I before we start talking about the cool bits, because I think it is really cool. I'm going to buy one. Um, but it's just, I don't know. It's very well, strange to me that the, you would take a clear step back. I don't even know. If it, we don't know that it is a step back, but it does. It seems like a completely horizontal move with right, no right, well, increase in here's here's, here's Here's my take. First of all, the, the, the low frame rate... I have a feeling that that, I mean, it, they have to pretty much superimpose all that shit. There's no way they filmed a guy having a running version of that working on the prototype. I, I just don't see that being how they do that. My assumption would be... But they, why does that one shot look so bad and I the rest know. aren't that way? I, it could be a lot of reasons, though. Like, it could be, like, the people who are making the trailer... Okay, so the trailer looks like it's meant to be split up into little bits so that you can put it on TV. You know, where yeah. it keeps switching to That's the true. Switch they could logo. They could cut that and yeah. arrange and them into 30-second blocks that can fit yeah. whatever demographic or is Which airing could mean at that, that point. that when they were editing the trailer, they had to slip in a scene at the last second that didn't look very good to get the timing right or something and didn't 
and didn't account for the frame rate because like I don't buy that. It'd be something that would be kind of easy to miss. I did. I missed it. I don't. I don't know if they. I, I don't know if they scrutinized it enough to to see that one bit because um, I missed it. I heard people talking about it, but like when I was watching, I didn't even. Watch yeah, the but but I, I did see that part. I just don't buy that excuse. Like when a publicly listed company is announcing their flagship product, I mean, and and the trailer's like a minute and a half. You have time and money yeah, to but, make but sure shots like that don't get in. But like you could say the same thing about why would they include real gameplay footage that looks like shit? Like, why good question. Why would they? Well, my point is, like, neither one makes sense, and so I think the more likely thing is that it was superimposed and just done badly. Yeah, I mean, that's that's possible. Um, it's still a baffling decision that, that made it in. Because like, it's done. what it's done it, at the end of the day is confuse me a whole lot yeah, of definitely. what this thing is capable of. Anyway, go, go you, on. You, you mentioned that it looks different. Like, it, I guess it looks like the sun's glaring off it, right? Yeah, it does. So maybe they were adding effects to it, and they didn't want to add effects for every frame, and so they fucking cut down the frame rate a bunch to make it easier. I don't know. Who knows? Okay. That's I, a little plausible, but I'm, I'm still not sure I believe it. But they have done a terrible job of saying, here's what this thing can do and will be doing. Um, because they, they show that trailer, and they show the guy playing Skyrim and stuff. First of all, they pushed back even announcing this thing for the longest time, way too long. Because yeah. it, it, it's just been full of leaks and just... It, it, that was really bizarre, that, that choice to do that. And then when they finally show it, you would expect them to show it at a press conference where they can explain its capabilities, but instead they just show people playing games on it. And it, that's a weird... <laughs> and it's it, not it, exactly it like... Us, it leaves people doing stuff like we are and, and speculating about like what are its limitations. Right, like... I mean, the Wii U's announcement and launch was a major disaster for them, obviously. Um, one of their least successful consoles ever. And that, in large part, is due to nobody understanding what the hell the Wii U is. Yeah, at least when it came out. Like, it's called the same thing as the Wii. It sounds like an attachment, and nobody knows what if it's a controller, because that's what they advertised. And so, you'd think, even if you just paid, like, a thousand bucks to bring in a consultant for like an hour of work and uh, just to kind of examine what went wrong with the Wii U launch and what can be done better next time. The first thing they'd probably say is you want clarity in your announcement. You want the announcement to come at the right time, obviously, but you also want people to walk away from it clearly understanding what the product is and wanting it. And yeah. it's just a very weird way to, to show it. Um, one thing i didn't notice this um i believe this was rocco from mega 64 pointed this out um there are no kids in the ad <laughs> yeah, there's there's no that. families no kids lots of millennials in rooftop parties but no kids so it's kind of, that's kind of interesting like uh, maybe they're going for a different demographic I, but uh, my my gut feeling is they did realize we're going to put out this announcement trailer thing and kids aren't going to see it. Like, not on That's a true. wide scale. Because the people who are looking it up online and seeing it yeah. online are adults. Or That's at least, you it. know, like 14 and older. And so they market for the, for the adults first and then once they start marketing on the TV, maybe you'll see some kids um, show it on Nickelodeon and all that stuff. Or maybe, maybe the times have changed to the point where they realize, like, kids really want to feel grown up and they don't want to have a kid's toy and so you market to them like grown ups i don't know maybe 
Yeah, um, I mean, kids kids want to be cool millennials too. Yeah, uh, they want to have their rooftop parties. What do you uh, call the generation after millennials? Is there an, an official name a, for them? They already have a name for it, but I don't know. Anyway, obnoxious. So terrible. Yeah, it's just overall kind of unclear to me. I still don't know which version of Breath of the Wild I'm gonna buy. Um, because I don't know if it's going to be crap on the the Switch. <laughs> so I, My feeling is, so the fact that they're putting, okay, Skyrim is a badly optimized game. It's like, what, six or seven years old now? Yeah, but five years, I think, yeah. Whatever. By five years, almost out, exactly. By the time it comes out, six or seven years old, I guess, uh, on, the, on the thing. And, um, and it doesn't run, I mean, I guess it runs at 30 on the consoles it came out on, on 360 and PS3. But, like, I I can't imagine that they're going to be running Skyrim on something that runs a whole lot worse than the Wii U. I mean, yeah, you're right. It it has to at least be able to run Skyrim, so there's our benchmark, I guess. Yeah, it's not like a self... Like, you're not going to put Skyrim on a fucking smartphone. You know? Yeah. I also agree with that, and at the same time, I also think that it's a very smart way to do mobile graphics or for a, for a handheld. Like that is what the hardware, the cutting edge hardware is. It's for smartphones and tablets. That's where all the money is and what people are building for. So adopting the same sort of hardware, people call it an iPad. It's not totally off. It's kind of like a tablet and has a mobile tablet yeah. processor and. So that that all makes sense to me, and then you also consider the Wii U only has like two gigs of RAM, so yeah, who knows? It's just not. A but the, that's to that's the problem. That's all, like that kind of is forgivable. It makes it forgivable. Like who really knows if this thing's gonna be a weak piece of shit? But that's also the problem. I don't know. Yeah. And that it's it's unclear to me as a customer. Now maybe they don't care because I already said I'm going to buy one because I buy basically any console Nintendo makes. I, I like the games enough and that is something you can at least bank on that there will be quality exclusives for it. But I mean, it's, I yeah, think, I, I think from if you if you exclude Del- uh, Zelda and any kind of cross platform with the Wii U stuff like Splatoon and all that stuff, if you take that out of the picture, this is exactly what I would want from Nintendo because they don't. They've never cared about graphics. Their games have looked good, but not because of the graphic fidelity. It's just because of the art style and the, right. and the way that they portray it. Um, but but you, you you don't have to have a very powerful machine to make a very fun... Like the Nintendo 3DS is not super powerful or anything, but it has some of the best Nintendo games on it. So yeah. just expanding on that idea of like mobile's fine, like we can make just as good games on mobile as we can on a console... Then it makes total sense for them to just unify it and and not worry about how powerful the console is. I think it's totally crazy. I never expected Skyrim to show up on a fucking Nintendo. Like that was yeah ridiculous to me. Um, people will buy it, which is also ridiculous. But um, yeah, I I think that that was just them saying like, look, we're legit and we have something that. I think that was literally just them saying this thing isn't totally oh, weak. Absolutely, I think that yeah. was their attempt. Um. Even though Skyrim, it's not a great-looking game, but like we said, I mean, you you see Skyrim on something like that, and you say, okay, this is better than an iPad. Yeah. Um, so that much is true. But then it's not helped by Bethesda coming out and saying, whoa, 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 
We did not officially confirm any well, games for this console. Bethesda is, and we'll get to that later too. Um, that's just Bethesda being it, Bethesda. It's still just weird, and it's it came out of Skyrim. nowhere with no yeah. fanfare, and what I'm sure really that they weird. considered it somehow in their weirdo Nintendo logic. But it's for the third party people, I think they must have subsidized it somehow because they announced like a massive list of developers that are going to be supporting this thing yeah, and a really surprising list i think that From it software's on that list. yeah that that is cool i am excited yeah. to see what that is but um i i think it makes sense for them to even if they're like fronting developers some money to publish the games on the on the switch like it for a while nintendo has not really been relevant for developers other than their in-house studios like Pokemon and Smash and that Absolutely. that sort of thing. So I think yeah, them going aggressive after third parties and making it a different than the PS4, Xbox One, but still relevant experience. I think that's what they're going for, and that yeah. sort of brings me to one of the things I really like about this is instead of going for a, a gimmick in gameplay, they went for a gimmick in like the experience of the hardware and just using it and playing on it, if that makes any sense. Like, you're not using a wonky controller. You're using a regular controller with buttons and joysticks, which yeah, is, you know, refreshing <laughs> from Nintendo. It's been I a while. I checked. Did, did you notice if it has bumpers as well as triggers? I, I don't know. Because if they're going to... if they're so, so what it seems like is they're trying to go almost mainstream and say, like, fuck it. Uh, just bring your games to our console and people can play on mobile and that's really cool and the other consoles aren't doing that. I think that they're this is a larger issue, but I, I think that they're, they're, they're actually going directly after uh, PlayStation and Xbox at this point. Yeah. Um, I mean, not like, yeah, basically, because as a direct competitor, because I think that that's going to be their edge up, is saying like, you can take it with you. It's, it's what the PS Vita was trying to do. <laughs> and maybe this will be as disastrous as that, I don't know, but... Um, <laughs> But I, yeah, I, I think that's, that's. I don't think so. I think that doing that and announcing this huge list of developers that are all very like not Nintendo developers, very yeah, from party especially is an odd from THQ, just all sorts of weird. Well, not THQ, but um, who was it? I don't know. But 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 yeah, you have that huge list, and and you're saying like we're gonna have non Nintendo games on this thing, and we can compete with the mainstream consoles. I, I think that that is what they're doing, and uh, good luck to them. But um. Yeah, they if they're gonna do that, they need to have the, those controllers need to have bumpers um, because you're gonna need the exact same control layout, like at a minimum, right? Because yeah, it, it, it's making making the developers like dumb down their game for your. I mean, maybe they'll go this route, but I would hate it. I would not be a happy customer if I felt like the games I was getting were dumbed down. Even if it's just a matter of like, oh, these controls no longer exist, so now you have to use like some kind of. Uh, modifier button or something like that like you got it you have to be on, on an equal level you have to say look we're the same thing as the, as our competitors but you can take it with you now it does have a bizarre layout of buttons it's like an xbox 360 controller but reversed like actually it's been a while really? since i've looked at a an Xbox 360 controller, but are the buttons above or below the joystick on the right above. for an Xbox? They're above the buttons or the joystick? Yeah. Okay, never mind. Then I guess it's just like an Xbox layout. Never mind. Uh, it just no, looks no, no, strange. No, wait. <laughs> Hold on. I've got a controller. I yeah, thought it was the above. other way. 
they're above, and the only difference between the Xbox and the, the PS4 controller is that the thumbstick on the left is below. Oh, okay, D-pad. that's right. Yeah. So in this case, I think it is like an Xbox 360 layout, but um, I, I can't see if there's triggers on the back. Yeah. You would expect there to be, but you shouldn't make assumptions about what Nintendo's doing based on what makes sense. Uh, yeah, I'm. Here's a shot of the back. Now. It looks like there's two. Yes, okay. It's like for a quick little frame, but yeah, it has both. Yeah, it looks like. Confirmed. They, We've confirmed buttons, it here. Are they buttons along the top next to each other? Uh, it looks like there's a bumper there a above the triggers. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah, definitely bumpers. Yep. This shot shows it clearly. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, so, so it's a real controller. It's yeah, it's a real it's, console <laughs> controller. Exactly. And and I think that that's really, really, really important to point out. Is definitely. Like, this is a console. And I, I really think that they're trying to say, we're now, instead of being the odd one out, which worked really well for them with the Wii, but terribly for them with the Wii U, they're saying we can compete directly. Um yeah, I think it's a big deal. It, it definitely is, and also the detachable controllers are very cool um, because you could play a multiplayer game just on the fly without. It's a neat idea. Yeah, it really is. So I am gonna buy one. I've made up my mind. Uh, I'll. Yeah, I guess we'll see. But what what we do you think? Um, what do you think the price will be? Uh. I I'm betting three ninety nine. I think they're gonna price it like a PS4. I was yeah. I was gonna say four hundred dollars. I think that that will be. I mean, if they're actually trying to make this thing as pow- powerful enough to compete, then that'll I, yeah probably if, be a pretty cheap price for, for me to buy it. I want it to be at least four hundred bucks. Honestly, I yeah, I, I would yeah. not want to buy this thing if it was three hundred bucks. Super worried um, because that's that would be yeah. alarming. Yeah. Uh, so in some ways, I'd even prefer it to be a little more expensive, just to kind of if they just put some more power into it. But I think they'll price it like a PS4. I don't think, yeah, I don't think you can go above 400, especially when you've, you're expecting parents to buy right, for the yeah. kids and stuff. Um, when but, there's uh, the PS4 as competition, exactly. So they they may sense. even have to cut it like 350 or something, because by that point, PS. Pro is going to be 400 bucks, I think. They would have to, um, and maybe this would be a smart move for the Nintendo because they have so many first-party games that people want. Um, but they could just lose money on, like, like go PlayStation style and just say, okay, we're going to lose money on each sale of this console, but we're going to make it back in games. Yeah. Um, that, I could see them doing that, too. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, that, it's it's kind of crazy. I think, I think the biggest concern for me is just the battery life. Um, like, mm-hmm. I can't imagine... <laughs> with something that small doing that much power putting out that much power is is it can't last long um but then again like i'm sure they'll have like an external battery pack that you can that you can buy with it that that's a possibility up there so, also may be like um a very sort of hard baked in battery saving mode that like halves the frame rate or something I, that seems like something nintendo would do like does, a power but, saving uh, mode <laughs> Um, one that yeah. you can enable and disable, obviously, yeah, but yeah. Um, because you know that would be appreciated if it's like a, a very simple game that, like, I was about to say a portable game, but all the games are going to be portable now, so it's kind of a weird uh, yeah. term for it. Anyway, it looks very cool. It, it's definitely interested me, even if it's confused me. Yeah, um, it's it's definitely interesting. I think it's. It's a bigger step than I expected from them. 
because uh, I, I did ex obviously. I mean, it, enough of the leaked where people pretty much knew it was going to be like this half mobile, half console thing. But I never expected them to try to go mainstream with it and and to try to try to make major games that you associate with playing on a couch in front of a TV into a mobile thing. Yeah. Like that's that's a big that's bold and uh, it is. This hasn't been done before. This is the first console of its definitely kind. Definitely not. And and it's so not not Nintendo. Like it's so so far from the Nintendo we know. Um, I I don't think so. This this to me is. this is exactly like what Nintendo would do. Um, but the but the fact that they're going they're going so mainstream with it. What do you mean by that? Like, I mean I mean like the, the Skyrim I mean, and Skyrim and and yeah, just like it, 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 trying to compete directly instead of trying to be their own thing because like i would just not expect that from them yeah. um i don't know this the strategy it, iwata used they call i think like clear ocean or something where instead of trying to compete you just find your own completely wide open niche yeah. that just explodes without opposition and i think they kind of captured everything they could there with the original wii like that was a very Definitely. particular Absolutely. kind of thing. It was so different, a lot weaker, but you know, very unique, and that drew a lot of people in. I think now they saw how popular Pokemon Go was. I mean, they'll they'll be able to release mobile apps on this thing because it's essentially a tablet. Yeah, they've got they've got a lot going for them here from a business perspective. They c they can have their own app store that people will actually use. They can have augmented God, reality to, Pokemon games exclusive out, to their stuff. They I mean, need to sort their online shit out. Yes, that'll be that critical. That'll be dead right critical. Now. It needs to be simple. You need to be able to call little children faggot and other <laughs> mean words with no consequences. Nintendo, I'm holding you to that. Okay? But, but, but in all seriousness, you, you need to be able to fucking download games at a yes. bare minimum and, and have like some kind of tag but associated you can, with your account that you can download like, games but not across the board like like they just they the way that they implement that shit is is from what i've seen is a disaster it just seems awful on the wii u it's pretty bad because the games are so big and at most the wii u's internal storage is 32 gigs yeah <laughs> it so is it's like they're not obnoxious even, not even expecting you to download it, it, it yeah, they need to they need to figure out like okay, here's here's where that market actually is, and I think the cartridge thing, which apparently Nintendo stock, well, I I think I think that this was erroneously reported basically, but people were saying Nintendo stock dropped because of investors' concerns about the word cartridge being used to describe their storage yeah, devices. Whatever. For, uh, I don't know if that's the reason the stock dropped. I think it was just a natural rise and then dip after the announcement, uh, which is what you would expect stock to do, but um. Still, though, it has it's basically done. crashed. But for uh, but for tech people, the cartridge is it makes total sense because it's like the the amount of storage you can put on a tiny little cartridge is huge, <laughs> and and a disc would not work in a mobile. Like it's just obvious. Um, if anything, I'm a little bit surprised that they even bothered with the cartridge thing because why not just go download only? Because uh, that would the suck. Compatibility with the 3ds and stuff is probably what they're going for. The backwards compatibility, but also. Like let's say it's um let's say it's 128 gigs mobile storage. I'm being kind of optimistic there. I think I don't even think it'll be that much. No, I think it'll be I think it'll be 256 at least. You do? I I don't think so. Like with how much that much storage costs on smartphones, I don't I don't know if they'll go that way. I think I it makes a lot more sense for them 
to spend less per unit and give you a smaller amount of disk space and in return just allow you to have physical games. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. You're, 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 yeah, that, that, you're right. I, it does make more sense. Um, and it also, <laughs> all of this is reminding me of 90s Nintendo, you know, um, mm. the whole feel of it. And like, I could picture, I could picture all the kids having something like this during that time. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and, and everyone has their like little zip, zipper case full of the games and stuff that they flip through. And, and this is a very zipper case stuff. friendly console <laughs> exactly you're gonna you're gonna put this you're gonna have a case with this console in it that zips up and then it's gonna have a little pocket on the side where you keep all your little games and you can flip through your games and you can give it to your friends and they'll flip through your games and they'll be like oh you have this oh you have this that's the feeling that i get from that which i think is intentional i think they're going for a little bit of nostalgia um but yeah it's i just okay. love to reminisce whenever i'm having a rooftop party okay love so it. that's the that's the switch pretty cool uh there's another pretty cool thing that happened Rockstar, yeah. What do they do? Same day. What did they do? Skip? Uh, well, we predicted last week that they would release the trailer uh, after after a few days or a week of uh, teasers, and they ended up doing it like what the next day. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it was literally the next day. But but our but our real prediction was like, oh, this game will come out 2018. And they announced for 2017. Now that's not saying it won't be delayed, but um, yeah, it yeah, is Rockstar. They, but they announced it for 2017. They announced it for Xbox One and PS4. Yes. Period. <laughs> uh, which I the double dip. Should be surprised. The double dip is too appealing. They can't not do that. Cause yeah. honestly, I'll probably buy the game twice. I, I don't. I don't, I don't think know. I'm gonna be able to wait I, for it to come out on pc i, mean, I, I already tweeted i already yeah. tweeted i said i'm can't wait to buy this game twice because it, it, there's i there's no way i can wait and there's no way i will be able to resist getting it on the pc yeah there's just yeah definitely no way and they know that and i know that and and fuck, fuck them but also <laughs> fine, whatever. god i i hope though that they do some kind of save compatibility like i, I don't i'll I don't pay for it twice so long as i get to keep my stuff Granted, GTA Five there was a two year gap, uh, which I don't think they'll do, and I don't want them to do for this game. They might still do it, but uh, but that two year gap, like by the time it came out for PC, I was saying I could play this again, I could play yeah, through it again, yeah. and I did. Uh, especially because the game was so different, where they added the first person and all that crazy right. shit. Like yeah. they actually like significantly changed the game to the point where I was like, I'd like to just replay it to see, just to replay it in, in a different way. But um, yeah, it, it's. I can't. I still can't fucking believe that they came out with GTA Five on the PC with a first-person mode where you could play the whole game in first person, and I did. And it works. It works. It's not like fucking Bethesda saying you could play the whole game in third person, and then and then you can't, and you would never want to. They actually fucking did it. I, that that still blows my mind. But um, and they I actually put effort into it, like adding detail to the insides of vehicles if you're in first person that they yeah. didn't model originally. That was all new, new work for them to do, and they did it. So Yeah, I was a little disappointed. I don't know why I was disappointed, but like, it doesn't make any sense for them to do this at this point. If they are going to do it, it wouldn't make sense for the timing. But um, I wanted Red Dead Redemption for the PC to like be this like announcement alongside this yeah, or something yeah. like as a promotional deal or something but, I, like, I was i had my fingers crossed for but that. the more i thought about it was like no because that would come across as them being like 
hey, PC gamers, here's this. Also, console gamers, here's this better thing that's going to come out in a year. And, like, that would just piss and it would, off even more. It would almost be definitively proving that they're going for a double dip. Exactly. They don't want to acknowledge the fact that they're double dipping. They just they just want you to, to not notice, uh, which yeah. didn't happen. But, um, yeah, I, the, 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 let's talk about the trailer. I, I, sure. I, honestly, I just watched it once, and I was like, that looks good, and I haven't even gone back and watched Same. it again or anything. But um, it looked really fucking good. It looked better mm-hmm. than I expected graphically. It um, looked it looked kind of like Uncharted Four with some of the like, the smoke effects um, when the horses would kick dirt up and and things God, like just, that. It looks amazing. Fuck. Really good. And you were totally right. I think you were totally right about the setting. I think that they're going for like the mountainous kind of or like a, a foresty kind. Of, yeah, yeah. There yeah. still seems to be amber waves of grain. But, there absolutely will be, yeah, because that you have to. Right, but there's also the Purple Mountain's majesty. So. Yeah. I, I just think there's, I mean, there were, like we said last week, there, there were both areas in the game of, like, you had the plains and the desert and the mountains. Mm-hmm. The mountains were tiny. It was just, like, an eighth of the of the gameplay Yeah, it was, area. like, a little sliver yeah, of the and, map. Yeah, and, and it looks to me, just based on how, like, the volume of areas that they showed, it seemed like mountains were at least half of it. Like like that kind of area where it's like forested and and yeah, it, 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 it strikes like me as a kind of like Wyoming kind of. They even they apparently in their press release they 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 called it heart of heart of America or the heart. What do they call they America's call it, heartland? I know that's I would a call state. America's heartland, heartland like the Midwest or like like just west of the Mississippi, which I don't think is what they're going for, but um. What is that? What, where have I heard that term, America's Heartland? I mean, it's definitely a term, but I don't know if I could tell you exactly. Like, I would just expect that to be Midwest, like the plains, and not not the plains, but the uh, like the fucking empty states, you know, in the middle, Colorado, and all those fucking. So it looks like when most people use that that term, they're referring to the Midwest. Or like kind of down in Missouri-ish, or but yeah, more like west in that, yeah, yeah, east of the of the like, Rockies. Yeah, I, I, it could I be like that... it could be just to the east of the Rockies. Honestly, it could be um, like that could be a natural border for the map. And there is there is some desert kind of areas. I think uh, we'll see. Um, I don't really care. It's going to look beautiful. It's going to yeah. work because it's fucking Rockstar and that's how they go. I, I'm still interested in like what exactly the plot setting is going to be because they, they, they've, it's Red Dead Redemption 2. Yeah. Which is not what I expected. Um, I, was, I definitely was kind of expecting that because really? everyone knows Red Dead Redemption. Yeah, but you would fucking if they came out with Red Dead Rebellion or Revenge or whatever the fuck, you would know what that is. And yeah, I, yeah, but like I'm not saying it's for recognition, but Rockstar always does Grand Theft Auto Three, Grand Theft Auto Four, Grand Theft Auto Five, almost completely unrelated to each other. So I really was not expecting them to make a huge effort to like title the game in a way that shows they're changing the continuity. I think this well could be called Red Dead Redemption 2 and feature one side character from Red Dead Redemption as like a yeah. cameo. Like that is very Rockstar. So I, I don't have any theories at this point about what the connection between the games will be. Um, 
But it what the, what does make me kind of like in Grand Theft Auto, it makes sense. The game is set in the present. Every game in the series is set in the present of whenever it's made. It features songs that are currently popular, that kind of thing. And so every sequel it kind of advances time along exactly how much time has passed in the real world and it, it works out that way in red dead redemption there it's the death rattles of the old west that is on its way out and is essentially gone by the time the credits roll like that's part of the point of the game is that there's no <laughs> no place for cowboys anymore um but uh, yeah i don't know how they'll how they'll do this here if it'll take place before or after that i don't really know yeah it's It'll be interesting to see. I, I when I heard Red Dead Redemption two, I my first thought was like, oh, they're in it for the long haul, like like the whole Grand Theft Auto thing, where it's like they're expecting this series to go on as long as they can they can make it go on, because uh, you very quickly write yourself into a corner <laughs> following the Red Dead R blank format. <laughs> yes. I mean, just just think ahead like three games, and you're like, okay, now we got to start Red Dead Revengeance. Yeah, um, and so. I don't know that 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 makes sense. I I just I guess I I don't know. I people were people were like people care a lot about what they titled this game, and I, I don't really get that very much. And you've all you've got this this legion of people who are like, well, it's like the third game of the series. You're just not you're aware of the first game. Red Dead Revolver. Gamer. I would you call Red Dead a Revolver game. a masterpiece. It is yeah. better than Red Dead Redemption. Have you even played it? Have you even played it? Yeah, uh, so... I don't you have not even played it. I don't know what the fuck that shit's about, but, uh... Yeah, I don't know. I, whatever, who cares what they title it, but, uh, I, the, the interesting thing to me is, like, is this a sequel to Red Dead Redemption, or is it just another game in that format? Uh, I don't think it'll be a sequel. I think you're totally right. It'll go the GTA route. Uh, but, yeah, it, it'll be good. It'll be fucking good, yeah. and I'll buy it twice. At least you can count on that. dollars on that game. I hope the PC version comes out a year later, but I wouldn't be surprised if they did two years later just to maximize the double dippage. Um, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know how they'll do it. I mean, they they proved to us that they have an engine that works on on PC and next gen consoles. So it's not like it'll actually take two years to port it. But yeah, oh no. Someone <laughs> someone in chat said it's a prequel. It's Dutch's gang. I, I think that's all speculation, though. I, mean, I would that, that not. I would sense. hate that. I don't want to do that. I don't want to be. I would hate it. I would hate it. And I would hate you for not hating it. Because <laughs> I've seen that. I don't John Marston was part of Dutch's gang. I don't want to see John Marston again. That shit is over. And I definitely don't want to see him before his entire story arc is played out. I mean but it could be his fuck without, that. Without a lot of his Maybe the remnants of his gang. I could see that. But yeah. I don't want to go back in time and see Dutch's gang. That I, I that to me is so incredibly lame. I don't want to play that. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck. Okay. All right. I don't. I don't, I don't think that's what they would do. But maybe. Um, so now they're saying zoom in on the teaser picture. I've also seen. I'll zoom in on your asshole and I've seen shove a people, fucking grenade up there, huh? I've seen the people. The thing where people like point out each character and say this is his. This this is this. This is this. I don't. I didn't study it in any detail or anything, but that sounds like all speculation to me. Um, who cares? Yeah. But uh, the, the interesting thing is in their press release about this, they mentioned the online world. They used some wording. Uh, 
let me look it up before I spout some bullshit here. See if I can just find the the actual wording from it. Uh, an epic tale of life in America's unforgiving heartland. Uh, wait, why did I fucking click the link and then it brings me to Logan? I don't care about Logan. Logan. Uh. Well, I don't know. That didn't didn't help me. I can't find the wording itself. But they mentioned online in a way that kind of, maybe not implied, but left the idea open for it to be like, hey, this is going to be way more focused on online. It's not just going to be a single-player game. Like, it could be almost like a persistent online universe uh, where where you're, or maybe not, maybe persistent is not the right word, but like always online where other players are in your single-player game. You know, it it could be possible that you play an avatar. I wouldn't rule that out. Your own? I wouldn't rule that out. I'm not sure that they would do that because they've always had a strong protagonist. Yeah, I don't, but, I don't see that happening. That didn't work at all with Grand Theft Auto V's multiplayer. Right, but I think it could be like Mass Effect or something, you know? Yeah. I don't know. That, don't know. that seems kind of corny. I, they probably wouldn't go that route, but... My, They'll probably give a lot more prominence to whatever presence you I, I have. I think that they will try to implement multiplayer into your single-player world like more smoothly because they kind of moved in that direction with Grand Theft Auto V. Not like like they're wanting multiplayer stuff in your single-player game, but the multiplayer game of that might as well have been single-player, where like everything worked. It wasn't just like an empty world where you're right, playing multiplayer. Yeah, like it yeah. still had AI and everything. Like, I was pretty impressed that they made, they pulled that off with all the syncing and everything. Um, Didn't that work that way in GTA 4, though? Sort of, but GTA 4, I think in GTA 4, it closes off a lot of, like, it, like the AI That's is right, yeah, significantly yeah. reduced, and, like, it just feels very empty. And It feels uh, like I'm a not, session, like a multiplayer session. Exactly, a, and, yeah. and 5 felt more, dare I say, persistent. Um, but I, yes, I think that I, you dare. I, I could see them doing something where... I can't imagine them allowing you to just be playing your single-player game, going from mission to mission, and have someone ride up on their horse and fucking shoot you in the back. That will not happen. No. That's that. They, I, that would be absurd. I mean, maybe they'll let you like leave that open as an option, like an like something where like okay, you can enter an online world that's hostile or whatever. But uh, but the I could see them doing West mode. I could see them saying like, "Oh, let's try something." I, I hate to throw this word out, this this name out here because. It implies a very specific kind of multiplayer, and I don't mean necessarily this specific kind of multiplayer, but Dark Souls-esque, where, like, maybe not so much invasions and stuff, but but more controlled encounters with other players. Uh, I could see that, like a duel in the town square or something. Exactly. Yeah. That's the first thing I thought of when, it, when I thought of that, like, being, like, multiplayer being a major part of it was, like, challenging people to duels would be definitely a thing. Um so yeah, because you could do that in Red Dead Redemption online, but it was kind of, you know, yeah, it felt like you were just fucking around. Yeah, uh, I, I would. A lot of people have have kind of expressed some skepticism about the idea of multiplayer. They they, they think that that them focusing more on multiplayer will mean single player is less of a thing, even though that's all they care about with Red Dead. I can see where they're coming from, but I don't think that Rockstar works like that. You know how it could work. I think this might be what they do. Some kind of gang system where there's more than one gang. Like, 
and then so you could you maybe duel action? people from the other gang and like feud with them so, like that could be how you engage with the other players like yeah. oh uh like dark souls 3 dusty joe from from the i don't know the backwater baxter boys or whatever the gang will be called <laughs> the backstreet boys yeah the backstreet and backstreet boys and nsync facing off town square and depending on how you've aligned yourself with these gangs, it'll, I don't know. That, that, I think there'll be multiple gangs. That's what yeah, I think. I, I would love, I would love, and again, I don't, I don't, I hate using this name because it's so easy to do and it implies such a specific thing. But Dark Souls, I would love that style of thing where it's like, where, yeah, you could join like a faction and that depends on how PvP works maybe. And, uh, and. Yeah, like, like a kind of God, I could do covenant system, but done well. Yeah. I mean, honestly, now I mean it. it. Just fucking make Dark Souls multiplayer. Basically, invasions where it's like you have a bounty on your head or something, and people wanted fucking... posters. Yeah, exactly that kind of thing. And and yeah, you put you put up wanted posters or whatever, and you have factions where, depending on what faction you are in, like PvP works in a different way. That that would be fantastic. Um, I, I would love it for them to just fucking rip off Dark Souls, <laughs> but um, I. It would be nice if a lot of games did that. Yeah, I love that system. I really, really love it, and and I'm surprised that it hasn't caught on. That that system and the uh, I remember saying back when Shadow of Mortar came out, like this game. I don't like Shadow of Mortar very much, but I loved the uh, the, the villain thing where like you had a specific like you had specific villains that that came back and you kind of feuded with them and they get, got more powerful as you got more powerful. Mm -hmm. um, doing something like that would be really interesting in this kind of game because of the idea of like bounty hunters and duels and that kind of thing. Uh, yeah, uh, we'll see. I, I'm really, really, really looking forward to it. And, and honestly, I think the, the idea of multiplayer being a bigger part of it is awesome. Uh, I, I like that idea. And I don't think, I don't think Rockstar would sacrifice any of their single player exactly right if they were another developer and they were trying to make this Absolutely, ambitious yeah. transition into a multiplayer focus i would be very yeah. skeptical but I, I mean it sounds weird yeah. saying like i trust rockstar because they're so fucking shitty with their double dipping and all that shit. like i'm not defending their actions, you can't but I trust, them. trust them to make a quality game right you can't trust them to coddle you but they're gonna make a good game that mm -hmm. they are probably the they're a quadruple A developer. I think there's some developers that no, I think that's a real thing. Like Valve, I would also put in that category where they make games infrequently and they are almost universally incredible. Yeah. Like there are a handful of developers like that, and Rockstar is one of them. So Yeah. Very I, excited I would, for this game. I would agree with you. Um Alright. Uh um, well, Let's speaking just... of Dark Souls, okay, unless yeah. you were going to pivot no, into no, something else there. I was going to get news out of the way. Oh, okay. You want to just get news out of the way? Uh, sure. We mentioned Bethesda earlier. Um, they, <laughs> and how they're a weird company because they, they denied the existence of Skyrim being developed for the Nintendo So Switch, strange. That's crazy. But, um, they couldn't have put it in the fucking commercial. No, with... Yeah, I mean, that's so weird. It's so weird that they would deny it. But but shortly thereafter, this week, actually today or yesterday, um, they announced a preview policy. I don't know if that's the exact words that they used, but that's essentially what it is. Uh, where... What? <laughs> they, they announced and said, 
Well, we've we've looked at the data, and our opinion is that it doesn't matter if we send out review copies early. Like, it just doesn't matter. Uh, we're going to send review copies out 24 hours before a game's release. And uh, it's pissed off a lot of people because uh, it seems kind of anti-consumer where it's like, especially with the kind of game that Bethesda puts out where you have to put so many hours into it. Uh-huh, yeah. You need a lot of time to accurately review that. And so when they don't give the reviewers any time, people are just going to buy the game without any, you know, without looking up any reviews and that kind of thing. I guess that's the idea. So let me just get this out of my, out of the way. My, my, my take, let me get Mm. my take out of the way. What's your take? Uh, This is kind of my take on, uh, this is a more general take than just Bethesda. uh, Because I've been noticing it a lot lately. People's obsession with reviews being this be-all, end-all of consumer yeah. rights. Like, yeah. Like, you don't need reviews to make your own decisions as an adult. You can do that on your own. And, and people act like if there's not reviews out for the game, all these people are going to be scammed out of their money uh, because if they had only seen the reviews, they wouldn't have bought the game. God, if I had sure. only read that Polygon review of Dishonored yeah. 2, I wouldn't have bought it. Exactly. And so, first of all, I don't think there's very many people like that, but even if even those people who do exist like that, why the fuck do you care that they're stupid enough to buy a game without knowledge of of whether it's any good or not? It's their decision. It's their money lost. It's not your money lost. If you're smart enough to wait and read a review before you buy the game, because that's how you get an informed opinion, all the power to you. Uh, it's, yeah. I, I just, it, it just doesn't matter. It's not a big deal. Uh, reviews don't matter anymore. They just don't. They, they do matter, but they don't matter for the blockbusters. And, and that's true of movies, too. Like, it, does it actually matter... If there are critic screenings of the latest Avengers movie, from no. an economics perspective, hell no, not. yeah, definitely no. But a little—I I wouldn't say an art house movie because nobody's really going to see that. But like your average movie, let's like take a middle of the pack kind of like Room. production style, yeah, like something like Room or even let's not get into Oscar-nominated territory. Let's look <laughs> at just like a regular movie, like Don't Breathe yeah. or something, like good movie i probably wouldn't have seen it if not for what i heard about it and so reviews and just in general opinions on it can be influential it really depends on the kind of game bethesda i would say is more like the avengers movie breed where it honestly does not matter i i can't i have never bought a bethesda game as a result of reviews i never will um (laughs) I will buy Dishonored 2 because I like Dishonored 1, but other than that, I can't picture myself buying any Bethesda game without, like, actually seeing a substantial chunk of gameplay. And, and the really uh, crazy thing yeah. is, is, is that, especially with Bethesda games, um, <laughs> you first of all, you know what you're getting with a Bethesda game. Or at least you should. Yeah. If you're buying a Fallout or Elder Scrolls game, you know exactly what that is. It mm-hmm. has been the same since, since Oblivion. Uh, 
And this is Morrowind, almost. Almost it's gotten worse. Morrowind, but Morrowind <laughs> was still kind of a lot different when you really look at it. But but sure. yeah, the the format is basically. I mean, they they have literally been on the same engine since Morrowind. So yeah. Uh, also, the reviews of Bethesda games are the most middle ground opinion of like, oh well, yeah, there's a lot of glitches, but they're forgivable because the game's just so much fun and. It's so yes, so much yes. I've never read a review of Bethesda games yeah. that 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 at all had any substance to it. It was just like here's a Bethesda. Well, game. I have, but none of them are are mainstream. Like oh, yeah, the sure. yeah, your IGNs, your Game Spots, your but I think I polygons. Think they aren't going to talk shit about a Bethesda game because they know. That ninety nine percent of their audience is frothing at the mouth. Already pre-ordered it. Cannot wait to play it. Cannot wait to have their assumptions about how great think, the game will be affirmed by whatever you know less, game reviewer they read. I think so. it's less cynical than that. Even though I think it's just that the people writing those reviews are those people. Uh, yeah, that's that's true as well. Who like Bethesda games, uh, but you at some point up the chain when an editor is deciding who yeah, yeah, yeah. who they're gonna let write this review. Yeah, you you get the Bethesda yeah. fan to write the review for sure. Um, but uh, I would go as far as saying like those kinds the kinds of reviews that you and I would be interested in reading about those kinds of games almost aren't even reviews. Like like they're usually more in depth. And, and focusing on more specific topics than just like, is this game good or bad? Do I recommend this game? Yes or no. At least for me, like That's I, true. I very rarely read that kind of review uh, or, or watch a video that has that kind of format. Uh, and like Red Letter Media, those are like the film critics yeah. that I watch the most and I, I would barely call them film critics. They're so consistently uh, amazing. That's one of the best channels on YouTube. I, by I, far. Yeah, I love Red Letter Media yeah. for sure. But, but, uh, but the way that they talk about the films they watch, uh -huh. they end it with a recommendation, but they they put it in context of like the industry, and they talk about, I don't know, they go they they talk about the film in a context of analyzing it rather yes. than reviewing it. Yeah. And that's that is most of what I watch as well. I mean, for for games specifically, I mean Matthew Matosis, Mr. B Tongue. Mr. B Tongue's yeah. a little different because his are more like focused essays about specific things. But like a Matthew Matosis video, it's like here is what this has done differently than what preceded it, and here's where it didn't innovate or did. And so yeah, it's more of like a the context is more important in the sort of reviews I think we consume. Um, I don't know. I think that's because we, we're just immersed in it all the time and play yeah. and think about and read about video games more than most well, people well, do. So, you know, uh, this game is so cool. doesn't really cut it, but... There's a lot of cool moments. Uh, cool kills. kills. Cool, cool kills. And awesome moments. Uh... <laughs> awesome moments galore. Uh, yeah. Non-stop frag fest. <laughs> um, That's what I want Red Dead 2 to be. It's right a non-stop right frag fest. Right when I watched the credits, credits, I started a new game and started playing it again because I liked it so much. Uh, but yeah, talking about on, on a larger scale, just real quick, 
that the idea of reviewers as as the god of con the consumer and 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 the the end decider of like whether yeah. you buy a game or not there there was there's one of the giant bomb guys dan reichert he's he is very explicit about what he likes and what he doesn't like and he he doesn't review games. He used to review games a lot, and he doesn't review them so much anymore because that's not so much what Giant Bomb focuses on. But regardless, he tweeted, and I just stumbled across this, and I, I, I thought it was crazy, and, and it, I, I've seen a lot of it, and this was the perfect example of it. He tweeted uh, about, um, I think it was like a Mario game. Yeah, the Mario game that they showed on the uh, Nintendo Switch, I think is what he tweeted about, and he said, like, oh, I'm really excited uh, that they're making another Mario game. I can't wait to play it. Something like that. Something very generic, a very reasonable opinion to have in response to that. Sure. And 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 someone replied to him and said, like, this is irresponsible given but... your position in the industry. Because he was showing excitement for a game he hasn't played. And so some people might take that as an, as an endorsement of the game and buy the game without knowing whether it's good or not. That's that's the kind of people that are like, like what the fuck are you doing? And who are you? And like what? Are for that for that to be a problem, you have to put a an indefensible amount of stock, or like <laughs> let what other people think influence you so much or that it's just that silly. Or being influenced that much. Yeah, I think, I yeah. Think, I, I, it could I, be I, an I, arrogant I, angle like that too. Like, well. I'm not falling for it, but God, all these is, unwashed yeah. masses out there, and they're going to see well, what that, you say and not be able to figure it out like I did. Like, that's what the people who still care about Gamergate are all about. <laughs> like, like if, if it's not a politics God, thing... I, I, okay, brief tangent. Just for kicks, I searched for Gamergate on Twitter again <laughs> yesterday, and I so laughed it, my ass off. It has it's not so stopped. It. No. It's... And, and, yeah, okay. <laughs> you were really into that. I think that that's their view on it. Is like we have to to watch these reviewers because, because like, they're influencing people's opinions, and and we can't let that happen. That was it, over two years ago, and they're <laughs> still going. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I mean, I mean, on the one hand, like I'm so glad Gamergate happened because the video game journalism community is so fucking terrible. It needed. It needed a war, and the war happened. <laughs> great, and, um, but but yeah, that that's those people, and and it's insane to me. But anyway, uh, basically, what we're saying is, you you need to to listen to this podcast to figure out what games to play, what what two to three year old games that are on sale to play, because those are the ones that we usually talk about. Uh, but not so much given the fact that you have played a brand new game or the yes, or whatever. I have. Um, I didn't get to play very much of it, but uh, I've been playing the new Dark Souls 3 DLC, Ashes of Ariandel. 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 basically nothing about it. Whereas the creepy guy, as you know, the classic From Software creepy guy who laughs inappropriately, says, Ariandel. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh... That sounds very Dark Souls. Yeah. Um, it's... I don't want to form an, like, you know, too 
firm an opinion yet because I just can't. I haven't played enough of it. I have started to attempt one boss, but because I had to reinstall Windows like a few months back and Dark Souls 3 does not support Steam cloud saves at all, I lost everything. I lost my character. So I've been having to replay over like the months leading up to this. I've been slowly... And I mean really you know slowly what? working through there, a new playthrough, but with work and everything, I can't... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Having to replay Dark Souls 3 ain't all that bad. Right, and that's what I've noticed, <laughs> is just that the flow of the game, it's it's a real pleasant game to replay. Like, I really have enjoyed replaying the game, legitimately. Yep. Um, and that's not like a New Game Plus replay where you're kind of breezing through it. I've actually enjoyed sitting down and playing Dark Souls 3 again. So that's cool. But... Um, I went just kind of naturally knowing where everything is and the movesets of every enemy and all that. I've sped through this playthrough in a way that I normally would not. Yeah. So I, I am vastly underleveled. And I know that people <laughs> say, you don't, you, you don't ever need to level up. It's Dark Souls. You can just be good. Just get, get. But really, if you're going to approach it the way it's kind of meant to be approached... You know, there there is level progression in mind. There's even a developer warning on the ground, like this area is... They don't say this area. They say only the mighty may advance or something like that. But it's very clearly a warning. Like, don't, don't do this too early is what it's saying, essentially. And so I went in at, like, level 40-some, and it... Like, the regular encounters are fine, but I'm fighting this boss right now that is just tearing me to pieces uh i've i haven't attempted it more than 10 times yet but i mean it's just a real you know real real slog there <laughs> so um uh, you should you should you should farm or cheat yeah or something. yeah well not cheat engine because i don't want to get banned but no. um my pal michael he dropped me a shit ton of souls right before we started this podcast yeah, so i'm gonna eat all those and then i'll, I'll go back to it just because you know about, my yeah, time is limited and i want to play the new content and i want to i want it to be a challenge but not like consume all of my time kind of challenge yeah so. one of the things i really like about dark souls that i think it really succeeds at as an rpg is is the leveling system and how easy it is to level up when yeah. you need to level up and you can do it pretty quickly pretty easily and and the and the, the whole idea of like having an inventory of souls that you can consume is a great idea because for like sure you just, you just yeah. use them when you need them and 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 so yeah that's that's awesome i i <laughs> well I'll, I'll get to what i'm doing instead of that kind of thing right now but i would love to play that but it's probably going to be a while before i pick it up um but i definitely will because i love dark souls 3 yeah the the atmosphere is fantastic in this uh, it's a snowy area. I don't know if you've had that spoiled for you already. I wouldn't really call it a spoiler. I mean, that's a very basic thing. It's is it snow or is it ash? It oh, good question. I actually know, but it seems to it's very icy. Like there's ice everywhere and snow. So I'm assuming it's snow. Um, the location is the painted world of Ariandel, which is an obvious parallel to Dark Souls One. Yeah, painted world, and there is a direct throwback you're walking across a, a rickety wooden bridge leading yeah, up to like preview of the yeah yeah podcast yeah huh. it is like a direct visual callback and right now i am pretty early in i've gotten to that point but i'm early enough in that i don't know the truth of this place yet i don't know what it has left to show me i'm really just kind of in the first area of it 
Um, but there's like a hidden boss that I found. I haven't found like the main boss yet. So very cool, very cool. I gotta say that the design of the like level itself is unlike anything in the rest of the game. Stands out very clearly. Very unique enemy designs, just like you would hope. Um, one little thing, I won't spoil one piece of this, but I will say this. They have wolves in this DLC, and they aren't like zombie wolves from Dark Souls or something. They are just actual wolf animals. And yeah. they, the, the real success there is that they make them behave like wolves. Like, there is a shit ton of them, like a dozen. And you don't have to aggro them all at once, but you kind of, like, drop into this field with trees, and then the wolves are, like, lying down in the snow. And uh, they'll they'll get up, and they'll howl and wake each other up, and they kind of circle around you. They don't just run straight at you. They circle, and then they kind of alternate their attacks and work together. It's really impressive what they've done with the AI for the wolves. Like, that's probably the best AI in the series. Um, really, really good stuff there. The boss that I'm fighting, I would not say that many positive things about. Uh, <laughs> part of that might just be that I'm so underleveled that I die in almost one hit, and uh, that that is obviously frustrating. But um, the one I'm fighting has multiple enemies, so I probably don't need to say much more than that. Frustrating yeah, for all the bad. reasons you would expect, but it's really not so bad. It's just how quickly I'm dying that's that's really getting to me. Um, yeah. But again, it seems to be a hidden boss. It's not like the main stretch. So yeah, and and um, the enemy designs too are are wicked cool. There's like these big kind of Odin Thor type guys, just huge dudes with huge ass armor like huge and wide and they're just stomping around and it's cool it really it feels kind of nordic in a way that is credible it's not silly it feels like you're going into this very old kind of foreign place that you definitely don't belong in like it feels very different from the rest of the game like a separate world which is how it should feel yeah and as for the painted world part of it that is probably the most immediately noticeable part of this DLC, is that it feels like a massive, massive place. It feels like an entire painted world. The, some of the areas are the biggest areas ever in the series. Like, maybe not like walkable space. They're not like just huge expanses that you have to run across, definitely. But there are places that just feel huge like you are in this i i don't you know i don't really know how to describe it other than that but um like you're kind of walking through this icy valley and it's it's massive it's huge 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 all right Trump. yeah that was the bit i beat you to the bit yeah like always Can't so keep trump out of your podcast yeah you, you know you shouldn't really no. um so, yeah, not really much more to say about that yet. I really haven't played enough. I'm going to play it immediately after this podcast, actually. But, um, I mean, I I am enjoying it so far, but it remains to be seen what real content is here. Uh, but what I've seen has been 
almost universally positive. So, cool. Good, good stuff. All right. Um, I don't really have anything else to talk about. I mean, we usually talk about what we've watched or done, but I haven't done much of either of that, so I don't know. Well, I have, I have played a lot of video games oh. over the last week. Okay. But only one particular... Bloodborne is better game. than any of the Dark Souls games, Hunter. I'm just telling you that. Anyway, go on. Um, I disagree with that. But... Well, you can go to hell. You go to uh... hell. Sir. So, DCS, Digital Combat Simulator. That's, what? It's a very good game. Uh, God, I don't know where to start. Uh, I started playing that like a couple weeks ago where it was just a free version, which comes with a couple planes, and they're kind of fun to play, but I really wanted the Huey. The uh, Vietnam helicopter with the machine guns on the side, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, and uh, I really wanted that. They have a full simulation of that, where all the buttons and switches and everything work right. And uh, and so I finally caved in and bought it. And oh my god, it's so much fun! It's so hard, but it is so much fun. I I've just been having a blast learning how to fly this helicopter. It's 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 a very accurate simulation, and helicopters, especially the Huey, apparently are very hard to fly. And uh, whew, it's just a lot of fun. It, it's it's really 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 challenging. I've I've gotten Boone from a bad feeling into it too, and I was teaching him last night. I was streaming, uh, teaching him how to fly it, and he's caught the bug. And I think there's another friend of ours that's caught the bug, and so now I'm gonna have people to play with, which is gonna be, make it even worse. I'm gonna be playing even more of it. But I've been playing that every day. Practicing landings, practicing auto rotations, doing strafing runs on things. Oh, it's fun. And and God, and there's so much more stuff that I could get for it. Like there's other helicopters that are fully simulated, and there's some cool jets. There's the A-10, which is like their most famous, their, their most popular uh jet. And uh boy, I'd like to try it all. And uh, I love that game. It's Fucking awesome. I, I don't know what else to say. I'm probably going to spend a lot of money on a new joystick and I don't know, VR maybe. That that would be so cool in VR. I want to try that once. I don't know how I'm going to do it because I don't think I want to, to drop all that money just to try that. Come to Birmingham, I'll show you. There, there you go. There you go. I, I, I'm, I, I'm pretty sure I'm going to get VR by the end of the year. Um... You think you're going to go for a Vive? Yeah, I, I think you have to go for the Vive. If you, just, if you are going to get into that, you better go. Yeah, you might as best. well get the premium one because cheaping out on VR doesn't work very well. Um, I'm I'm waiting for second gen, I think, but not for like a cynical like... reason, just because I don't want it enough yet. Yeah. So I I, I can wait. It's not like um like Eric Bedour on the Mega Sixty Four podcast. Has a very negative attitude about first-gen VR. I'm not so down on it, like, oh, the technology is not mature. I tried the Vive once, and it was really, really cool. It's, it's just it still how... doesn't burn in me enough that I, I want it's to weird. do it. It's weird how people, different people's experiences are with it. Like, some people, they try it, and they hate it. And it's like, God, the, the resolution's terrible, and, and it, it doesn't, it's janky, and the games don't quite work the way they should, and all that stuff, and there's not a very good lineup. And they're totally right about all those things, 
But for me, the experience of it was mind blowing enough to overshadow that. And yeah. like, I'm really impressed with the technology, and I, I think, I think it, it exceeded my expectations. Like when I tried the prototype headset of the Oculus, I was not impressed. I was like, eh, it's it, it, it needs some work, and and I could never see myself using it. Um, but then once my dad got the actual Oculus, and and granted, a driving game is exactly what you want. You want a cockpit game for for VR, like that's going to give yeah. you the best experience every time. But um, it, yeah, it blew my mind. And everyone I've shown it to, which is, I've probably showed a total of like ten people or more, uh, the racing game on on the Oculus, and every single person has come away from that like, holy shit, I really want one of these. Like this is really really awesome. Um, so I think a lot of it is just the context of how you try it and what you're into. But uh, God, I, I think they're awesome. And I think the, the only problem with the flight sims would be um, the resolution is a big issue. Because first of all, you want to see planes that are really far away. And they're just little dots in the sky. And you're not going to be able to see that very well That's in VR. True. And you're also going to want to be able to read your instruments, which are quite small and have little numbers on them. And that would be hard in VR. But you can at least zoom in and out. Um, which I don't know how that would look in VR, but I think it would be okay. Uh, I don't know. I, I think I've heard, like, I've read a lot of people's experience with it in VR, and they've said that the the flight sim works just fine with it. So, yeah, I I think I might do it. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I I think that makes total sense. You should, because you like a lot of games that would play well in VR. I, I'm not yeah, too into yeah. the Sims or racing games, so I, I don't know if it's so essential for me. But I mean, Absolutely if not. if they're up it, your alley, then you kind of got to. That's that's yeah. where it's at in those genres right now. I think I think if you just thought like, oh, it's neat, like seeing the people doing the job simulator and and shit like that, then then it would be a terrible, terrible investment because you'd get a couple hours of fun out of it, and then it would go on the shelf. Um, but if it's an actual addition to games you already enjoy and it makes yeah. a meaningful impact yeah. on it, then yeah, I think it makes sense. Um, so uh, I need a new CPU though. They are demanding. Okay. Right. Um, Civ Six came out. Good night. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know how much there is to say nothing. about Civ Six. There is nothing because I haven't played it yet. So uh, I am. I, I put out a little a little probe out there gross um yeah thanks uh asking how people felt about it i asked flimsy about it and some random guy on twitter and (laughs) they're both not sure how they feel about it yet Uh, i guess it's it is that kind of game where you need time with it to really understand if it's what you want but really, all I've seen so far are, like, the game reviews that you'd expect, which is like, oh, it's the best thing I've ever played. Yep. Please, yeah, immediately buy it, please. One more turn. One oh, more turn. Just one more turn. And then there's the, it looks like a tablet game. It looks like a smartphone game, which it kind of does, but that I, th- that's not, that one doesn't really matter to me. It doesn't matter. And two, it it's not, like what Civ is even about so yeah whatever wherever you fall on the style of it visually should still not play too much into what it, you think of the game so i i agree that it it literally does not matter at all and it wouldn't influence my purchasing decision at all but i fucking hate that art style i hate it i think it looks terrible i don't hate it 
I think Civ, Civ Five is obviously better, but characters, man! Oh my god, they look—they look like fucking Gandhi, and actually like, everybody. Everybody looks like a DreamWorks character. Worse, no, even worse. It looks like a Tumblr rendition of a DreamWorks character. Ooh, yeah, like, that's true. Tumblr fan oh art god. of DreamWorks characters. There you go. Just ugly, just terrible. I hate it. I hate it. Hate it. Hate it. I. I'm not that. I'm not. I that like that the way. map. I like the way the map like turns into the, like drawn map on the when you go outside of the fog of war. Mm -hmm. That's neat. But that's that's literally my only positive about the, about the art style of that game because like everything else I think looks objectively worse than the last one. Okay. But you're right. I mean, yeah, it doesn't matter at all. But fuck that art style. God, I hate it. <laughs> all right. Well. <laughs> that's it. With that, I think we can call this episode shut. Thanks for listening to Push to Shout. We will be back again next week, probably with more material information on these two games. I mean, I'm not, not going to have anything to talk about because I'm just going to play DCS else. the whole time. Yes. Dick Cock Simulator. In fact, I'm going to go straight to DCS after this. Okay. Alright, cool. Uh, I will be playing Dark Souls. but uh... Alright. Peace!